Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. Today we're talking about addiction recovery for types 5, 4, and 3, and we're doing that with Lauren Richardson. Lauren Richardson is an Enneagram Type 4, a yoga teacher, a recovery coach, a facilitator of the Artist Way groups, and just a wonderful human being and mom. I encourage you to check out her website, thesourcerecovery.com. And I also encourage you to check out one of her classes at Yoga Landing. Whether you live in the Chattanooga area or not, you can take one of her classes because they have live virtual Zoom classes that they offer. And so you can go to yogalanding.net to find one of Lauren Richardson's classes. So I hope that you'll consider checking out one of her classes, thinking about one of her artist way groups, or seeking her out as a recovery coach. Thanks for joining us for this episode, and let's dive right in. Five, yeah, yeah jump in and talk fives. about five. Yeah, um, so for the five, our um, observer, our thinking type, I, I think that this again goes hand in hand with our conversation about creativity is that the five is very comfortable being alone. Like they're the type that spends the most time alone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in order to go through the process of, of healing and recovery, you need community. Um, they also are thinkers and in order to, you know, feel, because I do think addictions are pain management, the trauma of their past, they're going to have to move into the body. The body is the pathway to the heart. So they're going to have to get aware of the senses in their body, and then they're going to have to move into those painful feelings. And that's all a part of the recovery process. And that's hard for all of us. It doesn't matter if you're five or not. Like this pathway of noticing our body, feeling it, and then paying attention to the sensations and the feelings that come up, that's how we recover. Yeah. And and so the five needs community and they need embodiment and their feelings, attunement mm-hmm. to their feelings. And that's gonna help them with recovery. Now, that's really hard for them. Mm-hmm. I think like we just have to name, like that's easier for some of us to to connect with mm-hmm. others or to tune into our feelings, or to recognize our body. That's really hard for them. So I just want to acknowledge that I do think that's hard for the five. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that's their spiritual and emotional work Mm -hmm. in recovery. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think fives uh, struggle with generosity as well. Oh, yeah. Not just towards others, but towards themselves. So cultivating a sense of generosity, Mm -hmm. I think, will aid in recovery, whether it's generosity with your time or generosity with your feelings. Maybe generosity with your wallet because what will aid in recovery, counseling, therapy, you know, would, would, would take financial investment. But... Being generous, I think, would help. Yeah. Cultivating that sense of generosity, I think, would help them in recovery. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that is their their needed virtue. Mm-hmm. And so, and that yeah. generosity can be, like you yeah. said, the generosity of time, yeah. of showing up yeah. to the recovery meeting yeah. or showing up to something at church that's yeah. going to help in their recovery yeah. process, wherever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. 
I do think you're right. That's spot on. So, um, yeah, they they tend to withhold, and that's why we call avarice yeah. their deadly sin. Yeah. And they need to move towards the generosity that Kat just named. So, yeah, let's right. move on to you, Lauren. Our fours. Oh my gosh! And I think so many fours end up end up in substance abuse because we're numbing our big feelings. Um, and so I was like, wow, what do fours need to recover? Um, I think that a four definitely obviously needs to have some healthy coping mechanisms with yes. their feelings, so journaling and meditating and all of that stuff. But also, I thought it's really important for a four to develop a positive self-narrative or a positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. So fours tend to be, I think all of us can get into a space of, of, of diminishing ourselves but fours, you know, have this feeling of otherness and I don't belong. And for me, a big part of my recovery has been affirmations, mm-hmm. is I do, I belong and I am worthy. And, you know, all of those positive narratives um, that you are really rewriting for yourself so that what's running through my mind is supportive and not the other way around. Because, you know, if I start to get into my deep feelings and... Um, all of that, then I'm going to go and numb out in some way. Um, so, but definitely finding ways to self-express is important for a four. So, you know, whether that's journaling or maybe they, you know, fours are artistic, so probably all different avenues of art. You know, some people dance it out, some people draw it out, but like for me, artistic expression is a way that I cope with my feelings and keeps me from doing the unhealthy coping mechanisms. Um, and then I was thinking about it too, like for deep recovery, I think fours also really need to cultivate gratitude mm-hmm. and get into service mm-hmm. because we tend to feel like other mm-hmm. and that we're not the same as everyone else mm-hmm. and we get this narrative and the reality is we're, we're really not that different. Mm-hmm. We're, we're very much just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And, um, for me getting out of my head means helping others. Mm-hmm because um, I can write and I can get out of my head in that regard and I do yoga but um, I still can sometimes get stuck in the narrative that um, I don't deserve what other people have or you know these un- kind of ungrateful narratives really that aren't even true so for me I put down service I put down gratitude um, getting into community and affirmations really affirming yourself that you do belong and that you do you know, have gifts that are worthy and and then you're not that. too special either you know yeah. you're not better than anyone either <laughs> that's an important thing you know to to, to remain humble yeah. I think for everybody um, a really sense a really solid sense of um, humility which is not the same as shame mm-hmm. you know it's that sense of knowing you belong and that you're gonna make mistakes it's a healthy sense of shame mm-hmm. that I think is gonna be the key to overcoming any type of unhealthy addiction. I love that. And I love especially the service piece because I do think that the fours focus on their own feelings, but to like focus on other people's feelings and that's really important and to help others. And we're kind of made to do that. And at least if I'll speak for myself as I think I'm made, I think one of the gifts the four has is the capacity to meet others in their dark emotions. Yeah. And, um, so showing up to recovery meetings and, and kind of working my way towards like sharing them or, you know, holding space for people that, uh, that helps me get out of my own Mm -hmm. feelings, 
use the gifts I've been given and also reminds me I'm not alone. Like, oh, everybody's struggling and going mm-hmm. through something. And most of us just aren't talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Hearing you talk reminds me that the episode we've done with you before was one of my favorites. So again, if you have not listened to the episode with Lauren that we've done probably two years ago, look it up, scroll down, find that episode and click on it because it truly is magnificent. Oh, thank you. All right, number three. So here's my thoughts on three. I think three is so attached to the image mm-hmm. piece that without letting go of that, recovery would be very hard because I would imagine recovery can be a shit show for a while mm-hmm. of a process. Mm-hmm. And that kind of messes with the image mm-hmm. that they so carefully and meticulously crafted. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be mm-hmm. a piece uh, for recovery for a three. And then, you know, like Lauren mentioned, fours would numb so they don't feel so much. I think threes would numb so they can continue not feeling anything at all. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got to feel the fucking feelings. Yeah. And and that is the toughest job for a three. And, you know, to embrace it and to go into that deep discomfort, to say the least, is the pathway to recovery, I think. I love that. I love that. I also think the fear of failure would keep a lot of threes from recovery because they they, they would feel like a failure. Um, And then I think once they're in it, because of their personality, they have a potential to try to be the most successful. Yeah, I've seen that. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah. Well, in fact, I was going to mention, I've worked with a person one-on-one this year, Mm -hmm. and she gave me permission to speak about her, Mm -hmm. um, and she's a three. Uh And it was so helpful to know that, because there were so many moments in our journey together where... I wanted to just for Enneagram for her, oh, go into nature or go just, you know, that's not going to work for a three. You have to be specific about, like, they want to feel like they've achieved something. Mm. So she would, you know, say, oh, God, I'm just having this horrible day, but, but, like, my house is a wreck. And as a coach, you want to say, oh, don't worry about the house. It's fine. But that's not a good, that's not really a very helpful piece for a three. So I actually found an article for her that was how to tidy your home in just three steps that like, so there was just like three things, you know, pick up the laundry, Mm -hmm. throw away the garbage. Mm -hmm. It was just like three things to do Mm -hmm. to sort of feel like the house is tidier than Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And that was so valuable to her because giving her the piece of advice of like, don't, oh, just relax, don't worry about the mess, Mm -hmm. wasn't helpful because she needed to achieve. Mm -hmm. Um, And yes, I do think in in recovery, a, a three wants to do everything the way you know they want to be the best at it they want to Mm -hmm. be the best at Mm -hmm. it the champion and that can be a problem Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah recovery specifically you know you said cat they have this very well crafted uh image Mm -hmm. and i think vulnerability is going to be really important for three is learning Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable yeah Yeah. meditation today, I wanted to start with a quote from the Sufi mystic Rumi. Rumi said, there is a candle in your heart ready to be kindled. And so as we start this meditation, I want you to imagine a literal candle inside of you. And maybe take a moment to think about what that flame is like right now. 
Is the flame on your candle diminished? Is it average? Is it glowing strong? We all go through different seasons and sometimes that candle is not as bright as others and yet we are here on this earth to nurture that light within us. So even though we're talking about addiction today, which is our shadow side, I also wanna talk about our strength and that is that light within us. And the Enneagram is about light and darkness. It acknowledges that we have both and we need to attend to the shadow and our growing edges, but we also need to nurture that light and beauty within us. So find a breath in and a breath out and just ask yourself the question, what are the practices in my life that help me to nurture the light within me? And find three sets of breath as you think about this question. Rumi also said, set your life on fire. Seek those who fan for your flames. Find a breath in and a breath out. Take a moment to consider the people in your life who nurture that light within you. Who are those people in your life? Maybe you come up with one person that you see in your mind's eye. Maybe there's several that come to mind, but find three sets of breath and think about those people in your life who help you to shine brighter. Most likely when you were a little kid, you either sang or heard the song, This Little Light of Mine, I'm Going to Let It Shine. But I think it's important to remind ourselves that we can only offer light if we receive light, if we nurture that light within us. But I also think it is very important to let our light shine. And so find a breath in and a breath out. And then ask yourself the question, what are the ways that you feel called to shine your light, to offer to others, to extend light into this world that's so in need of light? And find three sets of breath.
And then finally, I'd like to remind us that yoga is a practice of light. We often end a yoga class, or teachers often end a yoga class by saying, the light in me sees and honors the light in each of you. And so just know that the light in me does see and honor the light in you. Keep cultivating that light. Keep finding ways to receive from others so your light will shine brighter. And remember to shine your light into the world. Namaste.